Okay, here we go. Joe, pumped to have you on the podcast again. Excited to be here. Thanks, Nick. Yeah, from one of the most organized, focused people I know, um, talking about goals and eventually sharing uh, your, the goal achievement formula that we've learned and we've taught at a bunch of ISIs. But I'm um, excited to get into that in a little bit. But before then, you know, obviously I know you well, and we go way back to when we met in college when we were just little young bucks um but for those of us that don't know you your background family work uh work-wise school give us all a little bit of a glimpse into you know where you came from and kind of bring us up to current state yeah yeah that would be great um so my name is joe haddad i was born and raised in parma ohio i have two younger brothers parma is a suburb of cleveland I went to college at Miami University for undergrad and grad school, which is where I met Nick my sophomore year. Um, been, I've been married 10 years to my wife, Ashley, and we have four children uh, ranging from age eight to seven months old. And now we live in a suburb of Cleveland called Richfield, Ohio, and for career, uh, work full-time alongside Nick, running university tees, as well as our nonprofit, uh, The ISI Life. Yeah, funny story about how, how we met. Um, <laughs> I was thinking back on this when you, your younger brother, Bobby, um, was visiting. Do you remember that? And he, I do. I do. He was uh, <laughs> brush, brushing his teeth in the dorm room and or the bathroom, you know, like the shared bathroom. And I was like, hey, man, I've seen you around. And, uh, you know, <laughs> he's like, oh, you, mu- you must be confusing me for my brother, uh, brother Joe. And I think that, that weekend he must have been visiting and that's Kind of like one of the ways that our friendship got kicked off, I think, was me confusing your brother. <laughs> I remember. I remember that He's, he looks like me. He looked like my twin at the time, just two years apart, and that's really funny. I remember that sophomore year of college. It was back in two thousand one. Cool. Well, so ISI life. Um, you know, we kind of talked about this idea, but what, what, um, what motivated you to divert the energy and focus towards helping us, and you know co-creating ISI life and, you know, what, what gets you pumped up about what we're doing with ISI and why did you want to get involved? Yeah. Um, well, around when I met you in 2001, it was soon after that, um, started building a relationship with your dad and one other guy who became just pivotal, pivotal mentors in my life. And that's when we kind of shaped the, the phrase DPCL, develop people, change lives in our organization, university tees. And for the next decade, decade and a half, um, you know, we had mentors pouring into us, helping us grow. And then we were using those resources and what we were learning to help our team members grow. And, you know, we both kind of had this urge that, hey, there's another gear in this. We could expose people outside our company uh, to our mentor network and some of this content that has helped shape our lives. So it was a really good intersection of both DPCL and introducing people to a life of faith and a relationship with Jesus in the center of their life. It was a great intersection of developing and growing in your faith. And that kind of sparked the idea of the ISI life and the retreats and the podcast and all ties back to DPCL and and faith at the center. Yeah. It's been, it's been really awesome, you know, doing, I don't know how many events we've done at this point. I think nine, have we done nine events? Yeah. Um, seeing people's growth, you know, um, everyone involved, even, even those who aren't even coming to the events, um, you know, even some of the spouses who are seeing their husbands or loved ones go, it's been really rewarding, you know, just seeing, um, 
the relationships that have grown out of it and seeing the, uh, like the fruits of, you know, I guess the obedience to kind of follow that call and, and grow this nonprofit. Um, it's been really cool. So thanks for playing your part in it, being the super organized, uh, getting this, getting this going. And, you know, I think that that kind of leads into your, your most recent talk that you gave on, on goals and which is really the foundation of what we wanted the, you know, this podcast to be about is talking about, about goals and the goal achievement formula. Um, and so I guess, you know, as we were thinking about the last ISI and we decided that this was a, a really pivotal, pivotal and important thing for us to talk about, you know, why did you want to put together that presentation and, and why did you want to share the goal achievement formula with, with everybody? Yeah. Um, well, the, the goal achievement formula and the concept of setting setting goals for the future and connecting it to our choices and habits today um, has really, really had a profound impact on my life. And I found even with even with successful people, sometimes they're just coasting, and it's not as intentional as it could be in terms of their growth and key areas and things that are important to them. So I, I googled, uh, you know, what's the definition of a goal? If, and it said the object of a person's ambition or effort, and it's an aim or a desired result. I just, I just love that because it brings in the effort part. So with me, why I was so excited about talking about goals is if, if we can help guys uh, and girls, if we can help people get clear on what they want to be ambitious towards, what that end result is, and then help them com- connect that future result with their daily habits and choices, instead of coasting, they'll be way more intentional and way more inclined to, to achieve that goal um, and ultimately have, have a bigger impact um, on others. So I, I think it comes down to intentionality, you know, clarity in the future, and then intentionality of, of put in the daily work uh, that it'll take to get there. Awesome. Yeah, it's um, being focused on one specific thing and not just wandering or meandering, but being a, that word intention. Um, and effort has been, I think, a cornerstone of of ISI is is setting those two things um, and really being cognizant of you know what you're focused on, what you're putting your energy towards. And we you know we've we've kind of developed this goal achievement framework that I'm excited for you to walk us through. Um, you know, from however you want to do it, from the bottom up or top down, but walk us through how it works. And then I'd love for you to get into sharing, you know, one specific you know goal for you uh, personally. Um, and how you're connecting the long-term to the short-term and just talk us through how this process works. Yeah, I'd be glad to. Thanks, Nick. Um, so we'll, we'll link this in the notes, but imagine an upside down triangle, um, with, with seven, seven, uh, I don't want to call them steps, but seven areas like from layers, top to bottom. Layers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Seven layers. And at the top you have your personal mission statement and for each person that's unique. Uh, the short version of my personal mission statement is to love and serve God, love and serve others, develop people, and change lives. Um, pretty simple, but three three phrases that keep me focused um, on loving and serving mm-hmm. and developing. And then the next layer down, you have your lifetime vision and goals. And at the ISI Life, we we really focus on five main areas: your faith, your family, your faculty your fitness, and your finances. Um, So for me, I have a lifetime vision statement for each of those five areas. 
Um, so today the, the goal I'm going to dive into in a little bit will be my faith goal. So I'll have a couple bullet points uh, that make up my, my lifetime vision uh, for faith. And one of those bullet points that's connected with my daily habits is um, one of my life, the lifetime vision I have for faith is to um, have a daily walk and abide in Christ. And as we walk through, you'll see how that's, that's connected. Uh, the next layer down is a little more short, short term. It's, you know, a lifetime, maybe 30, 50 years in the future. I have three-year goals. And in the framework, we encourage people to set three-year goals in those five areas. So as we're walking down this personal example, for me, my three-year goal, one of my three-year faith goals is to have 150 verses from the Bible memorized. Um, so right underneath three-year goal in the triangle is one-year goal. So if you break down that 150 verses in three years, my one-year goal is to have 50 memory verses memorized by the end of end of the year. Underneath one-year goal, you just have quarterly milestones. So I break that 50 into four quarters. So each quarter I have a goal of either memorizing 12 or 13 new verses. And then the last two layers of the triangle are your weekly actions and your daily habits. So using that same example of the memory verse, for me, it is memorize one new verse a week and do a re weekly review of all of my verses that I have to date. So as of today, I have around 55 verses memorized. So once a week, I review those 55. And then every day, I read my daily verse for the week. So that's how I'm connecting my daily habit with my three-year goal of 150 verses with my lifetime vision um, in the faith area uh, about abiding in, in Christ in the Bible. Um, so that, that's one, one of many examples of just connecting today's actions with who I want to become in the future, whether it's one, three years out, or lifetime. Love it. So you got the long-term mission. You got the lifetime goals for each of the five areas. Then you go into your three-year, which is kind of where you start to get tactical about it, the three-year, where you have 150 verses, which is an awesome and very challenging goal, you know, to memorize 150 verses and be able to recall them top of mind. And then you break it down to one year where you've broken that 150 into 50 per year. And then quarterly, it's just math, which I'm sure you... Uh, you know, it's one of your love languages. <laughs> and then uh, quarterly, 12 to 13, and then weekly, just one a week and review. Yeah. Um, I, I love, you know, it's not, you know what it is? It's like nothing sexy about it. It's just, <laughs> it's just what it is. It, but at the end of it, you realize that this daily effort, the daily habits, how much those are connected to that intention and effort that you talked about previously. Yeah. Um, yeah, and the, and the one piece I forgot to mention, Nick, is so we, we walked through, you just re-ran us through the daily habits all the way connected to our personal mission statement. And then along the side of the mm -hmm. triangle, it says iron sharpens iron accountability. And um, for me in this area, this specific goal, I have an accountability partner named Sean. And once a month we get together for breakfast and he has a memory verse goal as well. So it works nice. We can be encouragement to one another. We each hand each other our phone and he'll ask me to recall by memory five verses and he'll pick a random five from my list. And then I'll take his phone and ask him five. And it's fun. It's not a competition. He's a couple hundred verses ahead of me, uh, but he's a mentor to me in that area. So when I, you know, 
this faith goal and others, he's the guy I'm, I'm sharing that with and I'm looking for accountability and encouragement. So it's something fun we do once a month on the first Monday of the month over breakfast. And, you know, we always, you're a little shy, you hand him the phone, you're a little nervous because you might not be on your game that month, uh, but we end up laughing and, and we appreciate the accountability. That's awesome. What are, um, what are some of the tools you're using for, you know, in, in regards to this specific goal that are helping you with the memory verses and how are you picking them? Just tell me a little bit more about the in-depth of, of how this one works for you. Yeah. Um, for me, I pick them from one of two places, either um, from my daily Bible reading, I'll star, I'll star and highlight things in my Bible app. Um, I just use the version Bible app. I'll star things that I like that I'll consider for future memory. And then I have a book called the Joshua Code that walks through 52 verses a year. Um, and I'll pull verses from that. And the two tools I use is one is a, each week I write the verse of the week on a note card and I tape it to my bathroom mirror. So in the morning when I'm brushing my teeth and in the evening when I'm brushing my teeth, I'm staring at the mirror looking at my verse for the week twice a day. And then I use an app on my phone uh, just called Memory Verses. And that's how I track all the verses and then do the daily flashcards and then the weekly quiz where you, you type out the verse and, and you get a grade each week. Um, so between those apps and the note card, just a little system to keep it top of mind and, and kind of gamify it too. You get points and badges in the, in the app and uh, you can share with other people the different levels you're at. And so makes it fun, adds some accountability and, and fun to it. That's awesome. Um, it's really cool. I mean, it's, it's connecting the daily and for you on the daily, is it, do you, uh, tend to do, you know, the daily effort at the same time, same place? Do you switch it up? Um, how do you handle that in terms of like just walking down the path every single day? Yeah, I, I'm a pretty consistent guy and for me, it's the same time. It's, it's first thing in the morning, uh, reviewing the verse. And then it's the last thing I do at night, you know, brushing my teeth before bed. And I do my memory verse review for the week. It takes about a half hour. I do that on Sunday evenings after my kids go to bed. And it's a quiet way for me to wind down the week uh, as I start to transition into Monday. So as part of my Sunday night routine, um, I do the weekly review. So consistent, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> consistent and predictable. <laughs> yeah. Man, that's awesome. Yeah. We each have our own talents, right? Yeah, for sure. And if that, if this, I always encourage people when I share this system, if, uh, you know, if this, if you're not someone where the system would work, it would say, you know, adapt it to your, your strengths and your skill set. You know, if you're someone who likes variety, mm -hmm. then, you know, factor that in as you're, as you're setting your goals and you're thinking about your daily habits or your weekly plan. Um, you got to set up a system that works for you. Yeah. All right. So one thing I'm curious about, because I, I kind of do it one way and I think you do it a little bit differently, but you kind of have, you know, these different elements you talked about, your mission, these lifetime goals, three year, one year, as you're walking down the path, um, whether that's quarterly or annually, how do you handle adjusting and updating and making sure it's still relevant? The, uh, you know, anywhere, anywhere within there, whether that's the quarterly, the yearly or the lifetime um, or the three year, do you, do you do it each quarter? Do you do once a year? How do you go through and say, Hey, when I did this six months ago or a year ago, this was my intention. Now that I'm, you know, six months or a year into this process, maybe things have shifted a little bit. How do you, how do you adjust this, this whole chain of connection, um, as time rolls along? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I do a review of each of those five areas from lifetime vision down the daily habits. I do a review once a week. 
So once a week when I'm planning out the upcoming week, um, I just read through um, the goals for the quarter um, all the way down to the weekly action plan for each area. Um, and I do that when I'm doing my weekly planning. So for me, that increases the chance of things hitting my schedule that are in alignment with, with my quarterly goals. And then what I found helpful is to do a quarterly review. Uh, so once, once a quarter, I block out a half day, uh, typically on a Friday morning um, when kids are at school and you know, just block out one Friday, a quarter, usually the last Friday of the quarter or the first Friday of the quarter. And for me, 90 days feels right. You know, every 90 days to just pause and I really break it into two areas. There's the look back where you're reflecting on the quarter. So most recently I did it on the first Friday in April, mm. which we're in, in the midst of the COVID-19 season right now. You know, it's April, 2020. And it would have been easy to dismiss this and say, hey, there's, there's other things more important going on at business and at home. Um, but I felt it was still important to reflect on the quarter. And, you know, given the environment we're in, to just readjust my upcoming quarter's goals in light of the fact that, you know, we have a stay-at-home order right now. So part part one's look back. And during that process, um, there's a couple main sections. One is you review last quarter. You know, what did you hope to accomplish? What did you actually accomplish? What went well? Mm. What didn't go well? What adjustments do I want to make? Um, so that that's just reflecting. So let's say you had 10 goals for the quarter or, you know, or eight goals and you accomplished 50% of them. You know, that might be the strongest quarter you've ever had. You know, why was that so strong? It might have been a weak quarter. Why was it weak? Um, so that reflection then leads to the second part, which is the look forward, where you're dreaming a little bit, you're planning a little bit, you're thinking about what you want to accomplish for the quarter. Um, so when I'm done with the look back, I just copy and paste, you know, the prior quarter, and then I just go through top to bottom and I say, okay, for each area, let's say fitness, you know, I set this one-year goal back in January, I'm one quarter in, what do I want my second quarter goal to be? Um, and I'll have to make adjustments. So if I'm in a season where I can't go to the gym because of COVID-19, my quarterly goal is going to be tailored around home workouts or diet mm -hmm. or sleep, you know, things that I can control. So while I didn't plan to have a quarter without going to the gym, I just have to adjust. You know, I still want to make progress towards my one-year fitness goal, but I maybe need to do it in a little different way. Um, so for me, that quarterly process of pausing, reflecting back, planning forward um, has kind of been a good rhythm. So every 90 days, I'm re-energized with, with a new set of goals for the quarter. That's awesome. And I know you shared them with me. You know, we share ours with each other. I think that's been a powerful piece of that is kind of once you go through that quarterly process, um, sharing with a few accountability partners, like you mentioned, Sean, and, you know, a few others that have come alongside you to, I guess, give you the best chance of accomplishing uh, as much of it as possible, which, you know, I think has been, you know, speaking personally, that's been, that's been good for me, uh, picking four or five people that love me, care about me, um, you know, want me to succeed, and I can just put it all out there so they know exactly where I'm at. Um, I know you've done the same, and, um, you know, you've taken it to the next level by the, uh, the monthly, you know, breakfast meetings with Sean and building other things in there as those guardrails to help you succeed. So I wanted to make sure we add that in because that's, that's a very powerful part of it. That accountability is, I mean, it's huge, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You nailed it. So yeah, once a quarter after I update it, you're, you're the first person I share it with, you know, one as a friend, I went 
you to be an encouragement to me and, and provide feedback. And then vice versa, it, it opened up the invitation for you to share with me your quarterly goals so I can be an encouragement and, and support to you in our the ISI accountability part of that. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, it's a powerful thing, you know, have, having a process, right, for, you know, um, I know we've, we've both uh, read the book and, you know, the success is not an accident. When you, when you see, you know, your, your example that you've given us of the, um, you know, the 150 verses, it's no, it's not, uh, it's not an accident on how that'll happen. It's just daily, quarterly, annually methodical uh, pursuit of that goal. So um, I love it. Thank you for sharing it and sharing your, you know, specific example. Um, I thought <laughs> one question I, I, um, you know, I wanted you to, to share in terms of goals and just the power of dreaming um, was the one that you had written about family. Because I know recently that came up, um, you discovered it somewhere that you had written a, like a while back. And I wanted you just to share the power of that um, and how that came true, if you remember what I'm talking about. Yeah. Because um, <laughs> I think it's a cool story. And it's just like one of those things where had you not been thoughtful about it, um, and you can just see how, you know, God's hand was in all that. So share that example of, of that, that specific goal. And then, and then we'll, we'll move towards some of the uh, kind of rapid fire questions about you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So I shared this um, to be funny. So I, I'm definitely not a guy that accomplishes hundred percent of my goals and I never have in a quarter, never will. Um, but I thought it was funny that back in, um, back in 2014, I, my wife and I, I, I include her in the planning piece for the family area. And we sat down and said, you know, what is our three-year goal going to be uh, in the family area? And at that point, we had um, we had one child, Brooks. So we said, okay, three years from today. So we were doing it at the end of second quarter 2014. We said in July 2017, you know, three years from today, we want to have two children and be preparing for a third. Um and we wanted something specific to pray about too together in terms of children and our family size. And I knew my wife always wanted three to four children and she always wanted a big family. And I saw how joyful she was with one child. So fast forward three years and I'm doing my quarterly review, uh, the first week of July, 2017. And at that point, you know, we had two children and our third was born on July 5th, 2017. So almost three years to the day, we, we accomplished that family goal. And while there was maybe some missteps along the way, and ultimately it's up to God and, and not our control, um, you know, that was an example of dreaming with my wife and being clear on a three-year goal. And, and on July 5th, 2017, we had our third child, Collins, who, who's been a blessing in our life. And uh, so it's a funny example where you, you can be intentional with with the family side too, and involve your wife in that. And mm -hmm. so it's a funny story and God's timing, God's got humor and, you know, yeah. So, yeah, for sure. And you know, a lot of that is, is out of our control, but there are some things that are in your control. And I think that's the important part of trusting, but also trying. Yeah. Know? Yeah. It's awesome. Cool story. Yeah. Um, all right. Thanks for sharing that. Um, as we move toward just, some of the things, you know, the iron sharpens iron piece of this beyond sharing the goals and the framework and how that works for you. Um, you know, one of the things that I've, I've taken away from ISI is how much the guys are actually learning from each other and sharing life experiences or tools or resources. So that's kind of what we're going to do here. Um, you know, first off, um, just speaking of like pride or, or moments or experiences where you, 
you know, that you're the most proud of? What are, when you reflect back, you know, short-term, long-term, what are some of the things in your life that you are the most proud of? Yeah. Um, well, first thing that comes to mind would be on the family, on the family side. Um, I'm, I've always been really consistent, not a spontaneous person. And I remember five years ago, uh, you had mentioned you were going to go to Hawaii for an extended period of time. And I was in the car with my wife, Ashley, we were driving and I said, <laughs> Nick's going to Hawaii for three months. Why don't we go to Hawaii for a couple months? And she looked at me and said, I was crazy. And I'm, I said, why not? And uh, so we dreamed a little bit and <laughs> we, you know, we said, you know what, let's go for six weeks. Let's spend six weeks in Hawaii. We'll skip half the winter in Cleveland. And I remember that first of many uh, trips to Hawaii and just what a blessing that that trip was. We were with our, our son who was uh, two at the time. And mm -hmm. we still talk about that trip today and Hawaii has become a special place for us. Um, but that, that idea of dreaming and being inspired by one of your goals, you know, led for us to have that experience that, that we'll never forget. And the other experience for me was I had devoted uh, most of my high school and college uh, to accounting. I did my undergrad in accounting and finance, my master's in accounting. Uh, my last two years of high school, I specialized in accounting. And I got my dream job of working at Ernst & Young, which was a big four accounting firm in Cleveland. Um, and within a year, I, I was just um, unsatisfied, unfulfilled. Mm -hmm. And the opportunity came for you and I to work alongside each other and, and build and grow on what we started uh, in college and university tees. And, and that choice, I mean, you and I were having, uh, I remember having beers uh, at Cracker Park in Cleveland. And just that mm -hmm. conversation led to, you know, me leaving the firm and joining full time with you. And I just think of that experience, how many people have been impacted by that over the last 15 years, you know, as we've been able to grow our organization and We've had thousands of students and team members come through and the impact that's had on, on so many people's lives, uh, you know, that decision to leave what was safe, you know, an accounting firm, safe job, yeah. safe career, um, to leave that safety net and take a chance and try to build something great that we could be proud of. So on the other side of it now, uh, you know, 15 years later, um, you know, that, that sing singular choice really shaped, uh, shaped the direction of, of so many people's lives and, really led to the ISI life starting, which is, which is crazy to think back, uh, back then when we just made that choice over a couple of drinks. So, yeah, pretty, uh, pretty awesome. Pretty wild times. Um, yeah, I remember that, that Irish bar at Cracker Park, um, a handshake and, and let's go. <laughs> um, so brings, you know, bring into today, like what are the things on the daily or the weekly, um, or just throughout the year that bring you the most joy? You know, what, where do you see yourself light up the most where you're just, you know, the most content or happy? Yeah. Um, two, two things come to mind. One is uninterrupted family time. And in recently we've had, we've had a lot of family time, you know, being at home and each night we've been playing mm -hmm. a card game, um, called sleeping Queens. And it's a game that, uh, my, my eight-year-old and my, and my four-year-old can both enjoy and we can play as a family. Um, so just having the phone on silent and spending an hour or two playing games with the kids um, is just so peaceful, so joyful. Um, and the other area is when I feel like I'm, when I'm serving in my unique gifting. So I love leadership. I love teaching. Um, so when I'm in a position where I'm, I'm teaching or mentoring a group of people, whether it's at work or ISI, when I'm teaching something I'm passionate about uh, with the sole benefit being to help others grow you know, back to the develop people, change lives. When I'm doing that, um, just feels like time could go on forever, you know, doing something I'm gifted to do and it's solely for the benefit of others. And, um, 
brings me great joy. Cool. What about um, tools you use, uh, things you couldn't imagine not having or, or things that are super helpful to you in your um, day to day? Yeah. Um, I use Evernote um, on both my computer and my phone. Uh, that's where I keep keep notes uh, for work, for personal, um, my quarterly goals. You know, when I update my goals each quarter, that's an Evernote. Um, so having that at my fingertips on my phone at all times has been great. Uh, I use the Bible app every day uh, for, for morning quiet time and, and throughout the day when I need to look up verses or I'm doing reading plans with other guys. And then over the years, I developed a weekly planning process, um, just setting aside time each week, um, going through a weekly planning formula uh, to ensure the upcoming weeks, you know, in alignment with what I want to accomplish for the quarter. Um, so between those, between those tools, um, I don't know what I'd do without any of those three. Those are some big ones. Yeah. Take those away and things start to fall apart, huh? Yep. <laughs> yeah. I, I like to think of those and, you know, if, if you took it away, I'd really miss it. If you mm -hmm. took away this tool, man, I'd really have a tough time. To me, those are the ones that stand out as the, like the really important ones. Yeah. Um, so, so books, I know, uh, you're a big book guy, big reader. Um, what are, what are some of the books that have been the most impactful that you would recommend to, to those listening? Yeah. Um, one book I reread every December as I'm getting ready for the annual annual goal planning is Tommy Newberry's book, Success is Not an Accident. Um, he's just been such a positive influence on my life, and he's actually came and spoke at one of our ISI retreats. Um, so Success is Not an Accident. And the other was a book he actually recommended um, that really helped me think through reshaping some of my lifetime goals. And the book's called <clears throat> the book's called The Intentional Legacy uh, by David McIlvaney. Um, just another great, great book that you can reread. And it, it just takes you forward and gets you thinking about your legacy. Yeah, he was, uh, Tommy's been awesome. And he was actually the first podcast guest that we had on. Um, because, you know, in the spirit of like goal development and whatnot, I feel like he's shaped, you know, such a big part of our lives. And cool that we actually got him uh you know i got a chance to do that with him down in atlanta at his uh, at his coaching facility so that's awesome uh what about uh you, you've talked a lot about habits you've, you're one of the most habit-driven people but you know what are what are your ones that are your absolute must must do's uh, per week or per day yeah um must do habits um Oof, that's where do you start? <laughs> uh, the ones, the ones that if you didn't have them, you know, things like again, uh, the things that would really start to crumble, or you start to see yourself not maybe not being your best. Yeah, absolutely. So for me, it's uh, you know, you and I got to spend a full year uh, in coaching with Tommy Newberry, and he he uses the term EMSR for early morning success ritual, and he talks a little bit about that in his podcast with you. Um, but having that ritual each morning, um, you know, seven days a week, uh, which is, you know, pretty basic, you know, I spend some time in the Bible, spend some time in prayer, get a good workout in a stretch, uh, healthy breakfast, review your calendar for the day. Um, you know, nothing magical, just a routine each morning to really prime the day before the kids get up. Mm -hmm. Something I can do between, you know, 4.45 and, and 7 a.m. Uh, to just jumpstart my body, the day, my thoughts. Um, so, you know, I'm connecting with, connecting with God, doing something physical, um, and just prepping the mind for the day. 
Um, so I would say without my morning routine on days where I, I miss that, um, doesn't feel like I'm at, in my hundred percent optimal for that day. Yeah. That's awesome. Very cool. Yeah. Thanks for sharing. Um, and so many good nuggets to, to take away and you've mentioned just one or two things, but, um, you know, you mentioned, uh, verse memory and you're, you know, well on track here for, you know, that goal of 150, no doubt it'll be, um, accomplished and then you build on it. But do you have one, you know, that's like a life verse you know, one that's like your, or maybe a current life verse, you know, people have multiple, but is there one or, or multiple that really have been a, you know, kind of a big rudder for you or a big focus verse for, for you in your life? Yeah, absolutely. Um, before I had a strong relationship, um, strong faith area in my life, um, I was somebody who was typically nervous and whether it was mm. nervous for a college exam or for a basketball game, you know, I was the guy throwing up in the locker room right before the game or making mm. myself sick right before the test. And as I started to read the Bible, uh, Sean, who's a mentor I still meet with for accountability, um, he introduced me to the verse Philippians 4, 6 through 7. Um, and that's became like a life verse for me and really haven't been as nervous as I used to be ever since. Uh, that verse is, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And you know, for me, that's just a calming verse because things come up throughout the day that can throw you off or cause some stress or anxiety and just meditate on that verse. And um, I instantly feel peace that I wouldn't otherwise feel in that moment. Um, so mm. That's awesome. That's, a, that's one of my favorites as well. Yeah. yeah, thanks for sharing that. Yeah. Really good stuff. So um, how can people connect with you, Joe? Um, easiest way is email. My email is jhadad, H-A-D-D-A-D, at utees.com, U-T-E-E-S.com. So email is the most, most efficient way. And uh, love to hear from you. Any feedback, awesome. thoughts, or questions you have from today? Yeah, and I know you love, you know, being a help to others that are maybe developing a framework. I know some some of the ISI guys have, you know, had you uh, kind of look at their goals and, and work it together. And I know it's been super helpful to a lot of people. So I would encourage anybody, um, you know, if you're seeing there, so you, you look at the show notes and want to see more of it and you want to reach out to Joe or I um, on feedback or thoughts or, you know, accountability, uh, you know, we're here for you. And, um, you know, want to speak for you, but I know that, that you enjoy that piece of it and fits right along with your, you know, your mission statement as a person. Yeah. So, um, yeah, thanks for sharing, Joe. It's cool to, cool to see, um, you know, see how it all fits together and a little glimpse into the, the daily, uh, the mind and routines of Joe Haddad. So, <laughs> very cool. Yeah. Thanks. For um, having if you would, it's, um, yeah, just, uh, you know, close us down in a word of prayer and, um, we'll call it a wrap. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks. Uh, Dear God, uh, thank you for this opportunity to be interviewed by Nick. I pray that this this message, this podcast can be an encouragement to somebody out there and, and help them grow. Um, for guys that are listening that know you, I pray that they continue to grow in their understanding of who you are and what your will and purpose is for their life. And for those listening that, that don't have a personal relationship with you, Lord, I pray that you bless them and, and draw them closer to you. And over time, give them a better, better understanding of your love for them. 
I lift up Nick and the ISI ministry. I pray that uh, the ISI life continues to grow, continues to impact others uh, for you. And I pray that we continue to give you all the glory, Lord. It's through you that we can do all things. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Amen.